It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Hi, I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No. Our blades are f***ing great. Each razor has stainless steel blades and aloe vera lubricating strip and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending $20 a month on brand name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. I'm good at tennis. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher, and 10 blades? Your handsome ass grandfather had one blade and polio. Looking good, pop up! Stop paying for shave tech you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandro and I are going to ship them right to you. We're not just selling razors. We're also making new jobs. Alejandro, what were you doing last month? Not working. What are you doing now? Working. I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are DollarShaveClub.com, and the party is on. Not to be a backseat driver, but can you say for sure you got the best monthly payment possible on your auto loan? Could it be that you might have gotten a better deal by shopping the loan at a few places and have a lower car payment? Next time before you go car shopping, visit Communication Federal Credit Union first. Our auto loan experts will find you a perfect loan and get you the lowest monthly payment we can. Communication Federal, your auto loan experts. Restrictions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. My son was in the Army back during Desert Storm, but even then he wanted an MBA. He looked at a dozen schools, but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in Iraq, Grantham University. Turns out that Grantham's been delivering affordable, relevant college and advanced degrees for over 65 years. Heck, if they can deliver a quality education to a soldier in a tent overseas, think about the flexibility Grantham can offer you so you can earn your degree too. It doesn't matter how complicated or full your life is, if getting a degree is on your bucket list, you'll want to do what my son did. 
you'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now, 800-910-1370. That's 800-910-1370. Flexible, affordable, relevant. Call 800-910-1370. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-783-0810 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-783-0810. Again, that's 800-783-0810. Ready to stand out, Army ROTC prepares you not only as a college student, but as a strong leader, allowing you to earn the rank of second lieutenant. You will be eligible for full tuition merit-based scholarships and develop leadership skills essential for your future. Start strong and enhance your college experience. Visit your campus Army ROTC representative today. To find out how you can earn up to a full tuition scholarship, visit GoArmy.com podcast to locate your closest ROTC program today. Army officers inspire strength in others. Paid for by the United States Army. The following program contains coarse language, adult themes, and experts from Amish erotica. Listener discretion is advised. Special pregame edition of PolySci 11T. Okay. I am one part of the crew, Mr. Rick Robinson. Also, right now, for the moment, we have with us Miss Stacy Lennox and 
And you know him as the opulent Amish, otherwise they known as the guy that just did our disclaimer because he had to throw the Amish thing in there. So I'm going to let you two kick things off while I start getting the rest of the panel put together because I, I still have things to work off behind the scenes. So, uh, Ordy, Stacy, take it away for about five or so. <laughs> Well, you can't see me right now, but I'm doing that waving arms retarded dance that the bald dude from Midnight Oil did in the video. So, yeah, that is that... the most Gen X song ever. That, you know what? It's up there. I, I listen to First Wave a lot, so you know, it, it's there. Um, but yeah. Midnight Oil is definitely a thing. Yeah, I, I saw your whole Oingo Boingo month, and boy, yeah. dude, that brought back like, wow. Things I all, probably shouldn't think about. All the member berries. <laughs> all the member berries. Yes, yes, yes. That was it. Yeah. That was fun. You know, that was a lot of work, too. Which, I mean, labor of love, but that's, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you saw the Gen X hoodie I'm trying to put together, right? Yeah. 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 I, I'm thinking that'll be the first KLRN special. Okay, I'm with it. Yeah. Let's find out with the little toddler, a Gen X t-shirt, a fork, going into the electrical outlet, a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, and a beer sitting next to him. That was basically me. Yeah. Yeah. I still, there's actual pictures of me holding my father's Jenny Cream Ale, if anybody even knows what that is. Um. And trying to get the dregs out of it while he and my brother's godfather laughed their butts off. I'm, I was maybe three. I, I remember in my youth, mm-hmm. rafting down the Truckee River, we'd start to get into some... Truckee! We'd start to get in some shit. All the grown-ups would hand the kids their beers so they could paddle out, and then they would get empty beers back. Oh, nice. Yes. Nice. Because, you know. Uh, Beardy got it right. Genesee Cream Ale. Well done. Not everybody knows that. I remember living in Sacramento, California and going to the gas station that looked like an igloo. I don't know if you have those by you, but they were like, they like looked like an egg, like a half a planet or something. And there was a bunch of them in Northern California. Oh, that's some roadside kitsch that went away. I mean, that, they they went the way of P. Soup Andersons. Yeah, yeah. But I walked in there, and I was 19, but they would always sell me liquor because I guess I looked older. I don't know. And all of a sudden, like, gleaming in one corner of the freaking cold case one day is this case of Jenny Cream Ale, which I literally had not seen since I was about, I don't know, seven. And my <laughs> father actually started to drink good beer. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have to have it. I literally bought, like, a case of Jenny Cream Ale that, if I had to guess, was probably about a decade old. I mean, I don't even know where the hell it came from because it's sitting in the cold case in Sacramento, California. I bought it, and I left my butt off, and then I never drank it. I just kept it. got to drink that. <laughs> huh? You don't let shit like that go to waste. You drink it. You don't drink Jenny Cream Ale. Nobody drinks Jenny Cream Ale. That's oh. why you drink it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh. 
But anyway, yeah, that, anyway, yeah. that's the memories. I think we're here to talk about this thing that's happening that's tomorrow. I, you know, I heard tell there's a thing tomorrow. It's kind of a nationwide heard, thing. It's it's called a blood moon. <laughs> even the moon's turning red tomorrow. I know, even the moon's turning red tomorrow. I don't know how to take that, actually. You could, like, pull some serious mojo from that. You know, you're like, really? You, you of all take... the days of the year, of all the days of the year, this is happening today. This is really where we are. Oh, yeah. my goodness. You know, you either take it as a positive sign or you take it as uh, <laughs> Revelation 7.12. What are the two? There's no middle, middle ground on that. Yeah, I just, like, I saw that and I'm like, what? in the world so so we'll take a poll there's only two of us is tomorrow a red wave a red tsunami or a red wedding (laughs) nice on a third one but also going back to gen x you know when you said that i had white wedding stuck in my head for a second until i mentally processed you were making the game of thrones reference so i had that inter that instant interlude in my head which was Uh nice yeah there you go yeah. So, so, well, I can tell you from what I see on the ground in California, and this is just in my area, which is a purple area. You know, it's up in the mountains where, you know, all the crazy breaks against the Sierras and we just get a little kind of foam up top from time to time. But I gauging by yard signs, um, even in this purple area, one thing that I noticed is there's no statewide. No. What's up? Hey, hey, Greg. How you doing, Rick? Hey, hey, hey what do we got? What right. we got? We got EJ with us. Now. EJ. Sorry, I was kind of people hey. as we go because we were ha- we were having issues, but I have it squared away now. So, woo-hoo. all right. EJ, turn your mic. Turn your speakers Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to. Hang on. <laughs> it's yeah. one of those reasons. It's one of those days. I'm just going to shut the. Uh, there we go. Okay, so but on the ground in California, we'll say hi and say I just wanted to finish that thought. There's no like governor race signs. There's no lieutenant governor, any 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 of those. It's all like state senators, assembly, a lot of school district, a lot of uh community college district, a lot of, you know, things like that. But when it comes to state elections, it's like they know that at the top level those are just sacrificial lambs who have no chance. So, you know, whatever. But what blew my mind, you know, those of you who are in California in the chat, could you believe how many fucking judges are up for yes, no on uh, keeping their appointment, keeping their position? There's like 14 of them. And it's like half of them I'd never heard of. So I'm just sitting there going, okay, who appointed them? Newsom? That's a no. Brown? That's a no. Duke Magian? Oh, fuck yeah. That one, Scott, well, could stay. Are there really that many? That completed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm here. Okay, so, yeah, I'm looking at the ballot right now. Please hold. Talk amongst yourselves while I count. All right, so EJ, we haven't heard from you for you in quite a while because you know we've been putting the band back together. So, uh, what are your thoughts so far for the upcoming elections tomorrow? Well, you know, I have been looking at this uh, when I had moments throughout the day, and I had said back two years ago, election night, 
that if things held out the way that they did, that this would be that red wave. And through time, as we've gone along the last couple of years, I've said, you know, this could be a 50 seat wave. Now I've amended that. I think, you know, anywhere from 14 to 35 seats in the house. And I'm really being a little bit optimistic on that. And I think uh, at least a three seat uh, swing in the Senate but uh, that hopefully will hold good. I mean, we've got, you know, Wisconsin with a very tightly contested race for both governor and Senate. You know, I, I think the momentum is there, but again, I just, I, I get that feeling again that, you know, could the 250,000 uh, ballots in Pennsylvania swing the Fetterman at the last minute, it's just, it scares me a little bit. Well, here's something that I didn't know about, well, I got, until I started working in, uh, I actually did radio on a Pennsylvania market for a while. Um, it's kind of Pennsylvania, Delaware, that area. Um, New Jersey, that kind of stuff. But, um, so, one of the things that I found interesting was the number of people in Pennsylvania that actually do, like, early voting or mail-in voting, like, weeks before, in some cases, lately, even the first debate. So there are people that already cast their ballot before they saw that dude just totally fall on his face at a debate. And then, depending on which news channel you listen to, he either completely fell on his face or he kicked, he kicked, um, uh, he kicked Oz's ass. Um, and I don't know what planet the people live on that think that he kicked Oz's ass, but... If I had already voted for the dude, I'd be like, can I get my ballot back and do another one? I want to cancel that one. <laughs> well, this is the problem with early voting, you know, because they knew they were putting up somebody who was impaired uh, with the stroke. And uh, we're going to have people that were going oh, to vote for him no matter what. Yeah, no, well, I mean, that's the thing, though. I mean, they knew exactly how bad this guy was, and they still lied to everybody anyway. Stay with me here. Stroke or not, um, if Fetterman doesn't win, his wife's going to pillow him in the middle of the sleep. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> I'm serious. She is, I mean, you, you see her, she just looks, she just looks like the, the type. She looks like a Hillary protege. No, she she wants the Senate seat. That's what I mean. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. One way or the other, he's getting pillowed. Wow. Nice. <laughs> I, I said to one of my coworkers today, I said within, if he were to somehow win this race tomorrow, within a month, he's going to suddenly have some sort of issue and boom, here, there she's going to come walking right in. So, so EJ, help me understand because I don't understand. So, in the primary, President Trump whipped up his base to get Dr. Oz the the nomination, right? Mm-hmm. As the Republican candidate, and then right. Dr. Oz figured out to win a general, he had to distance himself from Trump. So he removed all mentions of President Trump from his website. <laughs> Yet President Trump just came there to do a rally for him. Does that help him in Pennsylvania or no? 
It seems to me we could have just left it with Joe Biden saying, I'm going to end the coal industry and end the fossil fuel industry and let let it roll in Pennsylvania and just let Biden do the work for us. Yeah, exactly. And that should have been what happened. But then, you know, and now you've got the potential of him making some sort of announcement tonight. God forbid, please, Donald, shut the hell up. We don't need this now. I mean, he's really pissing us off. I didn't want him. I don't want him to run again. But now it's just like, I really don't want him to run again. After that stunt with, you know, a DeSantis nickname. First of oh, all, geez, that the was nickname ridiculous. was terrible. First of all, the nickname was terrible. It's like, you didn't even spend five seconds thinking about that one, dude, because it didn't resonate and it didn't even get a reaction from the crowd at the rally. <laughs> like, if you listen to him do it, dead silent, right? See, and that's why I didn't believe the description at first, because it's like, one, Trump is usually wittier than that. So I was like, okay, this sounds like something that, you know, is you know, the media is inventing until I actually saw the video because, I mean, yeah, he's boomer and he's cringe, but he's still pretty fucking witty sometimes. And he's much better at nicknames than that. That's why I was like, uh, I don't buy it. And then I saw it and I went, well, fuck it. Well, and then I'm just like, Dude, you have a like you could get away with that in 2016 because you didn't have a record to run on. You have a record to run on now, and you're gonna have to put your record of caving to Dr. Fauci and not manning up and firing him because you were afraid of what Maggie Haberman at the New York Times was going to say about you against Ron DeSantis's who just forged ahead, got the right group of advisors, and moved on. Like, you're literally going to have to go up against the guy that kicked your ass on COVID. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, I think that if anybody who is smart enough politically to see this would realize that DeSantis is the person who has the best chance uh, and, and would just wipe out Biden or any Democrat that's run against him in 24 you know, you just it, he should see the tea leaves and get out of the way. But again, we have Mr. Ego, who is just going to go. Oh yeah, I'm just going to go out and say whatever I want because I'm Donald freaking Trump. There are times where Don, you need to shut the hell up. And this well, is it's not just that, but they, that's just that's just not going to cut it this time around, right? You have your record, he has his record, and you're going to have to debate your record. And oh, by the way, Don, Joe Biden came in and erased your record in like five minutes, just like you erased Obama's because you didn't get any of it codified. Except the tax cuts for a little while. Oh, and the jailbreak bill. Who's busy coming up with nicknames? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's Telling about the extent me. of it. It's so, just like, so stupid. 
you know, he's probably in a lot of ways one of the, the most consequential president of my lifetime, aside from Ronald Reagan. But why does he have to be such a dick? <sighs> he always was. <laughs> I know I was raised in New York. That's why I didn't vote for him in 2016. I've been seeing Donald Trump on WPIX New York 11 since I was watching Tom and Jerry when I was five. (sighs) 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 Okay, so we got past that. Clearly, 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 I'm on team team DeSantis. Clearly. Same here. Same here. I, I am not. I have no interest in voting for another boomer. I have no. I, it is time for a new generation to lead. Period. It's past time for a new generation to lead. That's part of the problem. <laughs> oh, I know. Do you think Pelosi's daughter is really going to run for her seat? Oh God, I hope not. Wait, where did you hear this, and why? <laughs> I yeah, saw I heard that, that like flow through my feed, and I'm like. Good God, no! Yeah, I haven't heard that one yet. I mean, California... One thing that we don't do well in California is name recognition. You know, we don't do that whole legacy thing, which I, I'm I'm okay with. Just, um... Yeah, I don't... She doesn't have the clout in... Nancy's district that Nancy had. I mean, say what you will about Nancy, and I have, but she she clawed every ounce of power she had out of that district. So the residents aren't just going to let the daughter come strolling in on name recognition. Here's hoping. Besides, they'd probably run somebody even more progressive against her. I mean, that's a district, you know, like, was... (laughs) Like Nancy said about AOC's district, we could run a glass of water with a D on it and it would outperform. So, um, yeah, that's Pelosi's district too. So this is they'll find somebody more to the left of Nancy. So this is something that I want to say for everybody who hasn't voted yet, who might be listening. This is what I want you to do tomorrow before you go vote. I want you to pull up your four hundred one k. Yes, you're going to cry, but I still want you to pull it up anyway. I want you to go fill up your car. Then I want you to go look at what the price of a loaf of bread is right now, and then go vote, because then your vote will make sense. Because everything that everything no, that matters is no, no, Rick, no, Rick, because everybody is so concerned about a woman's right to choose. That's what everybody's voting on. No one's stopping a woman's right to choose. They nobody, still, nobody's voting. Yeah. to travel <laughs> elsewhere to get it done. <laughs> Don't tell the Democrats because they honestly believe that. Guys, I was reading this memo today and I wrote about it from this centrist Democrat organization called Third Way. And by the time I got to the end of it, I'm like, guys, just give up. Vote Republican. Like, you're never going to get them to do this. It's saying unless the Democrats can connect with middle and working class voters on a message of American patriotism and the American dream. They're going to lose in 2024. I'm like, the, the Democrats what would make you think this is even possible? 
I mean, the everyday Democratic voter still believes in all that stuff. The problem is the party stopped believing in it a long time ago, and the every, everyday Democratic voter starting to figure it out. Um, before we go too much further... Well, it's I'll not that. It's not even that. It's like we're back to where it was in 84 when Reagan won re-election, right? Everybody's figuring out again because we went through the civil rights movement and then we broke down along, you know, racial division lines and identity politics lines. And then all of a sudden, everybody's pocketbook got screwed during the Carter administration and we went right back to voting on class. And then by the time we got to Barack Obama, he started dividing us with identity politics again, racial politics again. And they kept trying to do that through the Trump administration. And everybody remembers what it felt like for the first three years of Trump. Everybody was doing well. Working class wages got real gains for the first time since Reagan, right? And they weren't even government. government and then they went right back to identity here. politics again. So it's breaking down according to class. Working and Working and middle class voters of every race are now moving back to the Republican Party. I saw a statistic today from a Wall Street Journal poll. 17% of black Americans said they're voting for the Republican in their district. That's double what Trump got in 2020 and double what Republicans got in 2018. Then I see Hispanics. Democrats only have a five-point lead among Hispanics now, if these hold through 2024, Democrats are never going to win a national election again. <laughs> well, you see, the problem here, though, is it's like Stacey Abrams just said yesterday, is that black men are susceptible to propaganda. That's why they're voting Republican. Oh, my God. I heard that. And I'm like, lady. Lady, you have no idea what you just did the day before. The day before, Kwanzaa Hall, who ran for lieutenant governor in the Democratic primary, endorsed Burt Jones and Brian Kemp. I, <laughs> I just, I mean, that no, is, we, we okay, I know she thinks she's gonna... president of the earth and is actually Yeah, exactly. Of I going to say already. <laughs> she's already run president of the National Federation of Planets or whatever the hell. Yeah, I just, I mean, and, you know, she's the you know, governor in exile of Georgia, but holy shit that, I mean, if you want to, okay, there are very few, <laughs> I, I'm just absolutely stunned. I can't even formulate a sentence out of it. Which is, I just, how, no, how to take black, shit on your own campaign. The black man, the black man who ran for the Democrat, Lieutenant Governor primary <laughs> and got the most votes, okay? Just endorsed Brian Kemp and Burt Jones. That's fantastic. Isn't it, though? It's just, I mean... Jeff Kiss. <laughs> yeah, that's... you, And they'll still chalk it up. Okay, the one thing... After 2020, we thought, you know, especially after 2016, but 2018, too. And then in 2020, we figured, okay, the media's learned their lesson. Neep. 
So now <laughs> when there is the red wave, I mean, red, we'll, we'll, we'll be cautiously optimistic and call it a red wave tomorrow. Uh, when there is the red wave tomorrow, uh, they're going to double down and just say 51% of America is racist. Because yeah, you had Ron Klain come out and say that 49% of Americans say that they're as well off or better off than they were during uh, that is Trump, which one, I call bullshit. Lie. And two, does that mean 51% is miserable is, is a good thing? Oh, my God, but that's, that is just a lie. Who took that poll? Where is he getting that number from? I don't the know. The largest number I have seen <laughs> that say that particular thing is about 16%. Yeah, I don't know anybody. Who, I don't know anybody who's saying that. Yeah, but yeah, Ron claims. <laughs> uh, let me find it. It just came across my Twitter feed a few minutes ago, so I can find it pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Ron's been hitting the crack pipe real hard. Okay. All right. Can I ask a question? Because I need to know. Is that a toupee on that man's head? That's a ferret. <laughs> I'm like, that is either the worst dye job I have ever seen, or it's a rug. Is it a rug? Oh, it's it's got to be a rug. Okay. Well, it's right. either that or he got into Ron Popeil's uh, magic hair spray paint. God bless Ron well, Popeil. I'm, I'm like, fat men should not wear toupees. I... It like, literally looks like a dead animal sitting on the top of his head. <laughs> Every time I see one like that, I think, remember that scene in Stripes at the beginning when he was a taxi driver and the woman with the fox shawl comes walking up. He turns around and goes, yeah, that's that's how I picture the. Yeah, Queen's wife is the ambassador of plant to plants and animals. What? Which, yeah, plants and animals hold up two thirds of the sky. Oh, Wait, 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 wait. That is a thing? Yeah. Fuji just put it in chat, too, and I remember that now. No, not kidding. She is the ambassador to plants and animals. I will find her official... I think that is her official title, too. Uh, 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 We have a what? Excuse us, ladies and gentlemen. Stacey has a stroke on the air. (laughs) Yeah, from Free Beacon, wife of top, uh, and I just lost my monitor. Hang on. <laughs> it was it was so retarded it blacked out my monitor. <laughs> oh dear God! And wife of top Biden name named ambassador to plants and animals, and she looks every bit the type. What is what's her name? Fucking Snow White. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we literally, we literally, we literally named Ron Klain's wife Snow White. That's what we did. Monica Medina. That might as well. I mean, with a name like Remember that. Remember that, that song, is... I'm going to talk to the animals? It Wasn't that a song? Yes. <laughs> I, I can't remember the words other than that one little snippet. I'm officially, I officially have Funky Paul Medina stuck <laughs> in my head now. So I oh, God. People. I, like, I... Oh, dear God. I don't yeah. even know what to say. Yeah, food drops the link is the same one I got, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so that that's a thing. That is our government is run by clowns. 
It's a clown show. Oh my! Can't God. even say not my circus. It, not it, my. It, it's it's a it's a full freaking circus. You guys. <laughs> You just don't understand how my brain works. All I can see is that scene from Snow White where she's dancing through the forest and the birds are landing on her fingers and she's <laughs> jumping at them. Like, <laughs> it's all like, this has got to be a thing somehow. Like, maybe we'll make our second hoodie Ron Klain's wife in a picture of Snow White talking to the birds. I don't she's know. She's not an attractive My woman. lord. <laughs> no, we'll just make, well, okay. Neither are my, like, Hillary Clinton. The only really attractive woman the Democrats had, Tulsi Gabbard, left the party. I was going to say, she's not a Democrat anymore, so. I was, like, they had her for a minute, and now she's gone. Yes, Moana has has left the reservation. (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess AOC... AOC could be considered contra- attractive as long as she never opened her mouth. Uh, she's got that. Yeah, I mean, those titties. She's she's got the crazy hot Latin chick thing going for her, but then she has then she talks and ruins it. So she's got that yeah. big Latin booty. Trump totally ruins it. <laughs> hey, don't start don't start talking about her, just... don't start talking about her booty orgy. She'll have somebody come after you. <laughs> Oh my God! When when Alex Stein ninety nine did that, I was laughing so hard I was crying. You're my big booty Latina. <laughs> <laughs> that guy cracks me up. Okay, so we just got to talk. Have you ever seen video? Have you ever seen video of him at school board meeting? Uh, yeah, I mean, he he annoys the piss out of me, but I still like how he um he really riles him up. Well, not only that, but I love how he just, like, deadpans his life story while he's talking to them. And, like, you're listening to it, you're hearing what he's saying, and you're like, oh, my God. And, like, the people in the council are just looking at him like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry, I've got to leave right now because I have to get home to my wife and our boyfriend. And he'll just, like, leave. <laughs> like, <laughs> cracks me up. But I'm entertained by really stupid stuff, so. It's called making an accent. <laughs> okay, we got to talk about New York for a second. And one, the look on the governor's face when Biden said, we're not drilling anymore. We're not going to drill. <laughs> he they, said that. He yeah, no, he's, he said that while, <laughs> while stopping for her to some Why climate activist. Was that? Oh, my God. Yeah, some climate activist was kind of heckling Biden, and then he leans over the podium and goes, we're not going to drill anymore. We're not drilling. I've shut it down. And you just watched the horror cross her face. Oh, my God. That's because Joe Biden has no fucking idea how many people in New York heat with propane, kerosene, and heating oil. Well, and then, okay, so this my just came across. My going to go broke. This just came across my feed from um, Amy at Twitchy, Waltzing Matilda. Um, Okay, so Sean Patrick Maloney of uh, New York 
in an interview, he was asked, Hudson Valley residents are feeling pain at the pump and grocery stores. What have you done and what do you plan to do to help solve our inflation problem? His reply was, yeah, well, I grew up in a family where, you know, if the gas prices went up, the food budget went down. So by this time of the week, we'd be eating Chef Boyardee if that budget wasn't going to change. So that's what families have to do. Yeah, I heard that and then was like, yeah, okay, sure, right. <laughs> Oh my God! Who is running against him? I that's uh, I got to find out because um, holy shit! Oh my God! Hey, chat! Can somebody figure that out? Because I cannot find it. That is Gosh, definitely Maloney, a where, where is, where yeah. Is that's a seventeenth district of New York. Oh my God! Who gets you some Chef Boyardee? That is just the... I mean, literally a let them eat cake moment. That is a let them eat cake moment if I ever heard one. Oh, my God. It's late, but that needs to be an Insta ad right now. (laughs) And that's what... It's like I said last night when I saw that Biden clip. I said, anybody who's running in the GOP who doesn't have this in a last-minute ad by... Monday afternoon is a goddamn fool. Yeah. You know, especially when the rumors of, you know, diesel shortages coming up and going into the holiday season. I'm on the fence about that. I'm, I'm, yeah. When did he say it? Today when he was with her? Oh, Biden? No, it was yesterday afternoon. Oh my God. I missed it. Yeah. It was, uh, it was. It was just so, or maybe it was yesterday morning, but it was so, everything out of New York right now is just the most tone deaf fucking, they, it's like California. They know that they're going to win at the top level of the state, so they don't even have to try. But then you see the horror on their face when somebody else says these things. It's like, holy shit, do they not hear themselves? Yeah, Lawler versus Maloney. Well, like, it's like, see, it's like Uncle you Fred with, you know, why he's so worried about crime in the debate with Zedlin. It's like, really? <laughs> well, did right. you see Stephanie Rule interviewing her? Oh, yeah. Stephanie Rule asked her a question. Tell me the three things you're going to do to make public, make New Yorkers feel safer, etc. And she starts attacking Zelda and Stephanie Rule. I'm going to have yeah. to interrupt you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is good. She goes, okay, I can't go into my pharmacy and buy anything because it's all locked up. I won't even go down in the subway. Like, what do you mean? What have you done? And I'm like, oh, God, this is good. Do you want Curtis Soa? Because then, that's how you get Curtis Soa. Yeah. And then. And then, and then at the at like three minutes later, you know, Stephanie, well, maybe people think you can't address it because, you know, sexism. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You're going to try to recover the thrashing you just gave this woman? <laughs> really? That's where we're going to go. You, you have okay. to actually, you, right. you, you, you you, you actually, okay, I want to take a step back on that for a second because that almost seems like it would be the, you know, the, when 
you get so goddamn frustrated with somebody that you have tried to support that you actually start to use sarcasm against them. It's like, okay, so here's these things I want you to address. Oh, you're not addressing them. Well, it must be because of sexism. You know, it's that whole, that, um, God, what's the word for passive aggressive fucking, uh, mm-hmm. you know, thing that you women do. <laughs> you, you might as well just pat her on the head. It must be because of sexism, dear. Oh my God. Did you see what Alan just dropped? Maloney is in the working families party and told them to go buy some <laughs> chef boy RV. <laughs> Yeah, they just ran that on Hannity, too. (laughs) The Working Families Party is actually a rebranding of the American Communist Party. I know. He told them to go buy some Chef Boyardee. (laughs) These working families are having a hard time. What should they do? Well, you know. Eat some cake. Eat more canned food. Support consumerism. Oh my god. Put your own tomatoes and try to make it through. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that works great. That works great in places where you can grow stuff long. year round. I know the growing season in New York is like two months long. <laughs> it's not like Which, where by I way, I get, now where I still have kale growing. I gotta take oh. a quick aside, Stacey, because you and I haven't been on the air together in a very long time. Really liking the playing in the dirt show you and I'll do. Oh, I thank you. Yeah, that's a great show. Oh, yeah, because you know what arrived at my house about a week ago? Seeds? A still? Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> with, the, with the piping and the, the temperature, like the whole thing. Settle down, Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm just like, I'm like, oh, my God, he finally gets it. We're going to have to produce something to barter with. You know, I would say that. I mean, Rick, you remember when I was saying that, you know, during COVID, too, and I was saying it with Foo also. If you didn't spend the lockdown working on a barterable skill, you wasted a good year of your life. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. What? Dude, I bought, I bought, I bought the grow tent. I'm procuring seeds. What are you talking about? Okay, so uh, Danielle just dropped it in the chat. Mike Lawler actually did take that interview and tweeted it out. So that interview was a couple days ago. With uh, nice. So, attaboy, Mike. Keep, keep reminding. Use that shit. The communist, <laughs> the communist said, let them eat cake. I Yeah, that's just... <laughs> Let's show them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they just don't get it, do they? They really don't. Wow. I mean, some states, they are absolutely safe as houses. But only at the top level. When you're running in, you know, a House candidate or an assembly position, you don't have that luxury. Because you don't have, like, and if you're in Hudson Valley, you don't have New York City to carry you. You know, you don't have Queens. You don't have Brooklyn. You've got to deal with, if I remember right, Hudson Valley's got some fracking going on in it. Uh, 
is it Hudson County? Uh, it's the Hudson Valley area, so whatever 17 is. I'd have to look because where my family is from in Troy, Albany, Schenectady is considered the Hudson Valley. So I can tell you right now, there's a bunch of people there looking at him like you just said, what? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, because, like, you know that Supreme Court case that got New York's stupid uh, gun laws overturned? Yes. That came from my people in the Hudson Valley. That came from people in the town that my parents went to high school in. Well, there you have it. I'm not sure how those people elected this dude to begin with. Well, okay, so you look at it, and here's the thing. If you looked at it, it wasn't Democrat and Republican. It's Working Families Party versus the conservative, or was it the conservative party? Yeah. Yeah. So not even not even true straight uh, party tickets. So, I mean, yeah, they're calling them DNR, but really those are two very distinct parties. Mm hmm. Let me see. Wow. Conservative Party. That's actually that's yeah, that's pretty. Okay, 17th Congressional. I'm looking. Oh, now, I think they're calling Westchester County the the Hudson Valley, which would be silly. Yeah, they're blue, though. Yeah, this is, I this mean, is, it's big. This is, close, this is closer down to the city. See, our Hudson Valley is way upstate near Albany. <clears throat> yeah, this is uh, Mount Pleasant, Mount Ivy, New City, Spring Valley area. Yeah, I mean, they're... I mean, for the last, going back to 92, Clinton, Clinton, Gore, Kerry, Obama, Obama, Clinton, Biden. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's Westchester yeah. County where AOC grew up. Well, there you have it. And Michael Knowles. She never grew up. She just grew her booty. And those titties. <laughs> oh, my God. Can I just say, can I just say that the back and forth between her and Elon Musk, like, cracks me up. It's like, bish. He's just going to own you again. Stop. That $8 meme is never going to get old. <laughs> oh, but did you see the guy who came up under? Because she's like, and this, and it goes to do this. And he goes, really? Because on your website, it says it goes to your political action committee. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a $59 like, why sweatshirt. Are you lying? <laughs> yeah. $58 yeah. sweatshirt, but it's made in America. No, I almost want to buy one so I can take a picture of the made in China tag. <laughs> well, because there are sweatshirts that are completely made in America now. Okay. I forget the name of the company, but it, it's advertised on a great something. I can't remember. But, um, and the guy did, he like, like stem to stern. The cotton comes from the U.S., it's processed in the U.S., it's dyed in the U.S., everything, right? Those sweatshirts are like $129. So her $58 sweatshirt did not is not made in the USA. It might be screen printed in the USA, but that's it. Everything else is from China, bitch. <laughs> Everything is from China. But I mean, I got to say that I personally think Elon Musk on Twitter is better than Trump on Twitter. The power of Musk is well, once Trump yeah, because he's elected, one of us, Stacy. What do you mean? He's Gen X. He's not a boomer. Oh yeah, well of course. 
He gets meme culture. Trump just had people who understood meme culture. Musk gets meme culture. Yeah, I know. But, like, I actually thought Trump was funny once he was elected. Sure. And they made me like him because they were just relentless. Like, I was so pissed early in his tenure when, oh, my God, you're making me defend him. We all had that moment. (laughs) Oh, my God, I hate you people. That that was my first two years of Trump. Stop making me fucking depend depend Trump. Stop making me defend him. And then I'm like, well, if I'm going to defend him, I'm just going to laugh. Because that's some funny shit, really. I can sit here and be offended, but it's not worth my time. Because tomorrow I'm going to have to stick up for him. So I told my kid, you got to go vote this morning. He came back this evening. I'm like, did you vote? He told me yes. Do I believe him? No. No. Okay. You know who had the best social media team during that time, though? Warren Hatch. Who? Warren Hatch. Oh, my God. You know who that was? Yeah. Matt uh, Whitlock. Was that Matt Whitlock? That he's had tech. That was, be- that was some of the... Yeah, I think... That, it- was, that was some top-shelf fucking tweeting going on out of that account. Oh, yeah, it was. And now now I think he does the retired Warren Hatch account. Great. Uh, so we, we have another panelist joining us. We have Laura Lee with us now. Hello! Hello, Laura Lee. Hey, y'all. How you doing? Laughing so hard. (laughs) Hey, y'all. How's it going? There we go. We're doing all right. How are you? I I also love. I also love that Elon Musk suspended Kathy Griffin. Pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god, the first person I saw impersonating Elon Musk was Valerie Bertinelli. And I'm like, really, Brenda? (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) And the thing about that, everybody was like, well, how come he didn't suspend her and suspended Kathy Kathy Griffin? Well, okay, so one thing, Valerie Bertinelli was trying to prove a point and didn't actually actively pretend to be Elon Musk. Kathy Griffin took a joke and as everything else she does is derivative and banal and then used it to push an agenda where this is why they can't meme and she fucked around and she found out this is so true some things are and then she decided to take her dead mother's account and start tweeting from that. It's like, that, it really, Kathy, you don't get it, do you? <laughs> that is the tackiest shit I have ever seen. That is just... Well, Kathy Griffin never been fun. <laughs> I don't know. There's a large portion of the gay community that thinks she's hysterical. Uh, no, I know gay people. Not a single one of them believe that. I'll sure, you, uh, sure, hyper online. Yeah, okay. But no, the gays yeah. do not like... The gays in New York do. Well, the gays in New York yeah, are it's not real. <laughs> okay, so another reason why I love Musk, he did the birds aren't real thing. <laughs> so you like him because he's pushing your narrative is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. 
So uh, we're at, we've actually kind of gotten a bit in. So Stacy, uh, earlier today you sent me a link for a particular song that you said we absolutely had to play. Oh my god, I love this. So about, I love this. About to cue this up. So. <sighs> I Light love my gas prices. I love paying more for groceries, and I really love seeing taxes rise. It's so good knowing that I'm giving more, but receiving less. It makes me feel humble, but I'm gonna stop with the sarcasm right there, cause I swear we're living in a real jungle. It's what? Pretty simple to me, though. It's way past being left to right. Just use your head and common sense and think about how you've been affected in daily life. Is it easier or is it harder? That's the most important question you should think of first, cause life is a bitch already as it is, and you don't need someone that's gonna make it worse. Ask me? Huh, I think we're fucked. Don't give me that. That look, everything sucks. Have you gone outside? Have you been to the store? Have you compared the prices to a year before? Do you drive a car? Have you pumped gas? Don't lie to me now, it sucks ass. You could brush it off like it's a fucking joke, but the media lies, numbers don't. Well, you can't blame Biden, it isn't him. Well, who the fuck is it then? What jacked up the prices? I want to know why I spend so much up at Conoco. I don't know. I think it's insane that the leader of the country gets no blame because the whole entire time, the last four years, it was cheap as fuck. I'm just saying, now watch. Down in the comment section, someone's gonna give us an economy lesson. I can't wait to hear your expert analysis on fluctuation and how expenses balance. Hey, it's all a part of the process. What the hell are you bitching for? It's fine. Oh yeah, I forgot about the 16 cents that I saved on hot dogs for 4th of July. What a fucking steal. Too bad I spent more on gas just to get to Target. So by the time I got done buying all this shit and filling up my car, I had way less than when I started. Now, I don't really call that saving. No, I call that losing money. It doesn't take a genius to do simple math, but apparently you can't, so who's the dummy? Probably still I'm just pissed off. This inflation's fucked up. But I gotta sit here and act like I love this administration with a thumbs up? Stupid. Everything is hell, but you act like I'm supposed to be in heaven. You know our country ain't doing too good when the Waffle Houses start to close at 11. Dude, he can barely talk. And don't act like I'm being overzealous. Every time the man speaks, I have no fucking clue what he's trying to tell us. Every speech is like a gag reel. Every time I see the shit, I'm like, is that real? Well, considering the fact that the only other option is Trump, I don't think it's such a bad deal. Fuck that. I want a strong leader. The strength of a man should be constantly tested, especially when you're in the most powerful position in the world. That should be not even a question. There's really not enough words that can describe the craziness we're facing, dude. But the crazier part is there's still people you need to sit down and really explain this to. Come on, man. Just watch a press conference. You'll see that Joe is all gone. He literally says out loud that he has a list of people he's supposed to call on. And even then, he fucks that up. The whole thing is hella awkward. COVID-19 ain't his biggest enemy. It's the goddamn teleprompter. It feels like we don't even have a leader. It's like we're all just following blindly. Each of my grandparents can run circles around him in a debate, and they're almost 90. Look at him. Don't take it from me. Go listen to him. It's not a rumor. You gotta, I mean, the... Today, Junior! Jesus Christ, go on YouTube and click any video of Joe Biden and check out the like and the dislike ratios. That should prove to you that no one likes him. I don't agree with anything he's done. His decisions affect me in many ways. If it was up to me, I'd rather have mean tweets and cheap gas any day. <laughs> okay, that was amazing. <laughs> that teleprompter line is the bomb. Oh, God. Oh, that was fantastic. Every time I've listened oh, to it, so it epic. still makes me laugh. <sighs> I, I need that that's link, like Stacey. Every, that's like every Gen Z that I know. Same like, here. <laughs> like, I saw this dude going, look at all these students in Michigan voting. Yeah, dude. Like, and? <laughs> you know how pissed off they probably are? Oh. <sighs> Well, I had to laugh because 
our our wonderful governor chuckle fuck in Wisconsin did the same thing with uh, Jesse the other Mandela Barnes uh, basically saying the same thing. Oh look at all these wonderful stories going on. They ain't voting for you, assholes. <laughs> Wait, my, oh my god, Mandela Barnes is the worst. <laughs> the man literally. Like, be- how did how did Fetterman and that one end up? like second in command of a state <laughs> um because we have idiots that didn't like scott walker that's why uh you know <laughs> they had to push out you know somebody who actually could do something for the state to get this guy in office you know tony evers who hasn't had a good original thought ever <laughs> well i think he's gonna get beat tomorrow isn't he it's close it it's close johnson has pulled ahead late they really did some really good ads on crime on Barnes and got him with the defunding the police and his support of AOC and all of that fun stuff. And that slowly is turned the tide, the hammering of those ads, but it's, it's going to be close and I don't trust Milwaukee or Madison. All right, well, so. guys, we got Dog Mom on Twitter. Nice. Her name is Linda Mackey, Slava Ukraine, Liberal Dog Mom. Full-time Twitter, it's time to show these GQP, whatever that is, fascist Republican how America really feels and give them a little preview of Election Day. Retweet to spread this around and show that America... Show that America is going to vote blue to save democracy. Who will you be voting for? 3% Democrat and 97% Republican. <laughs> how the poll turned out so far. Oops. And now Did- she says, looks like the fucking fascist found this poll. You're not going to win on Twitter or in real life. Really? Okay. Well, it looks like they just won on Twitter. You know, the, <laughs> whenever I see fascists now... it. I'm reminded of something Morrissey said in an interview a few years back. Is when they call you a Nazi, it means that they've run out of words. They they don't have any words to use in their argument, so they just yell things. And well, fascist just, is the new Nazi. Yeah, and, that's uh, just Goodwin's law. Well, and it's not just that, but it's, I mean, okay, so here's my personal theory. This is between just you and me and everybody listening. All, all There's dozens of us. Um they use these words to suck all the meaning out of them, racist, sexist, homophobic, Nazi, fascist. So that way, when they actually do those things, those words are so whored out, I wave at them as I drive by the Circle K. And <laughs> you can't use them against them anymore. No, that's that. I'll give you that one. But here's the other thing that I think everything... Can we reference a period in history other than World War II? Like, do you no. know any other period of history? Like, I don't know, the fall of Rome, the Peloponnesian War, um, ancient Greece, um, the the French-Indian War. I, like, anything! No. It's the same reason why... The Goth reference or something... <laughs> I mean, it's the same reason why they can only focus on one movie genre at a time. First, they were all Harry Potter. Then they were all Lord of the Rings. Then they were all The Handmaidens. And then they were all Hunger Games. It's like watch another fucking movie. Read another fucking book. They're so 
between their goldfish brain and their myopic view of the universe, it's they need to have it in easy digestible bites. All right, hang out with me for just a second. Well, but not only that. Hang on, guys. Hang on. Not only that, they think like hang on, hang on, hang on. on. Hello, can you still hear us? I can hear y'all. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay, that's why I wanted to check. All right, so here in about. Ten minutes or so, she actually had a guest that'll be coming on, so I'm going to add them here in a little bit and then let her know when she can introduce. She actually arranged a special guest for the evening. <laughs> Excellent. Which Does that is, mean, oh, so I guess we got to be quiet. Well, not, not yet, you don't. You got about ten minutes. Calm down. Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, yeah, fun. I just, I wanted to jump on early to make sure I was operational before we brought her on. But I've really I have enjoyed watching okay. her story here locally. So sorry I didn't mean to like jump in, but I just I I was excited to be able to get her to come on because she's she's done a really good job here in Dallas County. No, that's no problem. I just I was like, oh, we have somebody. We have like a real person who does real things. We should probably shh. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of our usual does party. Know, does she know? Does she know that Ordy is an expert in Amish what porn? Erotica. <laughs> thank you very much. And Bigfoot <laughs> erotica. erotica. Sorry, erotica. <laughs> My, my bad. It wasn't porn. No, no, no. no. no actually, he graduated from exciting. He has a double accreditation. You know what, it's it? Amish erotica and Bigfoot porn. It's a double accreditation. <laughs> you know, after being the six-time champion of Amish rake fighting, there was nothing else for me to you – know, I, I had reached the top of my game, so I had to move on to other things and use my opulence okay. for looking... – Circle K. Okay, I'm looking for for accommodations for my big anniversary trip next year. Guys, I can actually get a castle on Loch Ness. Nice. Synchronicity 2 plays loudly in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But, I mean, come on, that would not be cool. Oh, it'd be fantastic. A castle on Loch Ness for 125 a night. Oh, you've got to do it. Oh, definitely. I've seen the pictures. It's like it's really nice. I'm like, does it have a roof? For what? Yeah. It's okay, so getting like back to New York, stained, real... gla- stained glass windows. Like, wow. Okay. Getting back to New York real quick. This just came across my feed as well. A group of Kathy Hochul's top donors are privately uh, worried about Lee Zeldin's surge. They've encouraged her to pivot her messaging to the economy and inflation and to fire the Manhattan DA because that's what you do in the last 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's hysterical. When she was on with them, what is firing one DA in New York City going to do for crime? <laughs> That's not a plan. <laughs> Desperation is the worst cologne. Oh, God. What they're in because she was on. That's not what our internal polling is saying. When you're when you when you see a poll from Trafalgar, you know, it's bullshit. Really, Kathy, because they're the only ones who caught that Trump was going to win Pennsylvania and Michigan in 2016. They're like one of the most accurate pollsters in the country. 
wonder what their internal polls are saying. <laughs> 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 what is firing one DA in the city going to do? I don't know, Cap. What will it do? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe restore the faith in your constituents that you're actually concerned about crime. Nah. Oh, nah, that won't Lord. do it. Nah. Nah. Cap's not doing it. <laughs> I love the whole thing. Oh, well, well, you know, rural towns are, some New Yorkers are concerned we're going to become San Francisco. Well, you know what, guys? I don't, I don't ever hear a story about people getting thrown in front of the bar. Like, that's <laughs> just not a thing. Yeah, once a week I'm hearing about some poor idiot getting thrown in front of the subway. Like, why do you think you're better than San Francisco? I don't understand. Oh. Well, probably because New York doesn't have a shit pile tracker like San Francisco does. Oh, it does. Did you all see Tim Ryan's pistol shooting video? Oh, my God. It was so oh bad. My How did you miss that from five feet away? I've never like, seen somebody so afraid of a gun while holding it in their hands. That was, well, that was like... That was 30 seconds away from becoming Jamie Lee Curtis in True Lies when she dropped the Uzi. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Well, but here's the other thing. As a se- person who loves the second, I don't need to see you shoot a gun. I just need to know you're not going to vote for more gun legislation, which you, Tim Ryan, just did. Well, yeah, mean, I don't care if you use the gun, just don't infringe on my right to. I kind of need to see right. if... I, I mean, at least you know, you know, when I had and, guns and before, they all mysteriously ended and, up at the bottom of a lake. I was going to say, yeah, all, lake, my, lake. all my guns I mean, disappeared in a boating accident, but I, I do actually say if somebody's going to be talking gun legislation, I kind of need to see if they know how to shoot, because I pretty much know how they're going to vote if they don't know how to shoot. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> but I mean... Like most people, most responsible gun owners would see that and just, yeah, you probably shouldn't shoot a gun. Like, there should be something at the bottom of that ad no crew injured during the course of the filming. <laughs> I mean, it just, were you going for an Al- Alec Baldwin? I, I don't know. <laughs> no. Hey, that's, that's one of my favorite sticks on uh, Twitter right now is anytime Billy Baldwin says something stupid, which is so fucking always, I reply, you are the dumbest Baldwin that didn't accidentally shoot somebody in the face. <laughs> I love those tweets. <laughs> and I'll air quote the accidentally. Yeah. Oh, did you guys see the best thing today? But, well, yes. Politico. Politico is now concerned about election hacking. Of course they are. Yeah. Oh. So, so, no, what you guys, in order to follow their logic, this is what you have to believe, okay? Elections were such a disaster under Barack Obama that the Russians hacked us in 2016 and got Donald Trump elected. Then, under Donald Trump, everything got so much better that 2020 was the most secure and awesome election ever. And now... Biden has fucked it up again. And the election's a disaster. So, 
apparently we need to elect Republicans so we can have secure elections. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, is that not right? Did yeah. I not get the point? Yeah. Okay. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Oh, God. I haven't laughed this hard in so long. The communist and Chef Boyardee got me, you guys. (laughs) 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 Oh, dear God. So, you want to... um, Rick, what do you think about taking a break while we get the guest on? Yeah, I was actually kind of thinking we probably should do that because that'll give us a second to get her squared away and then when we come back... I'll just do the and open and then toss to LL so she can do the introduce. So that way it's not quite so close. Or he's out of beer. That's why he wants a break. Ah, okay. <laughs> My throat is dry. <laughs> well, you know. I'm parched. Well, I keep it right here at the desk. <laughs> right. I'm offended at Jesse Kelly saying that's how a girl shoots. Yeah, the stance is called the chick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, it is you know everybody else we're going to take a quick, quick break and when we come back we usually have a guest who'll be joining us so don't go away or if you do don't go too far cuz you got to be back in like 4 minutes or so bye be right back You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Hi, I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No. Our blades are f***ing great. Each razor has stainless steel blades and aloe vera lubricating strip and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending $20 a month on brand name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. I'm good at tennis. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher, and 10 blades? Your handsome ass grandfather had one blade and polio. Looking good, pop up! Stop paying for shave tech you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandro and I are going to ship them right to you. We're not just selling razors. We're also making new jobs. Alejandro, what were you doing last month? Not working. What are you doing now? Working. I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are DollarShaveClub.com, and the party is on. Not to be a backseat driver, but can you say for sure you got the best monthly payment possible on your auto loan? 
Could it be that you might have gotten a better deal by shopping the loan at a few places and have a lower car payment? Next time, before you go car shopping, visit Communication Federal Credit Union first. Our auto loan experts will find you a perfect loan and get you the lowest monthly payment we can. Communication Federal, your auto loan experts. Restrictions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. My son was in the Army back during Desert Storm, but even then he wanted an MBA. He looked at a dozen schools, but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in Iraq. Grantham University. Turns out that Grantham's been delivering affordable, relevant college and advanced degrees for over 65 years. Heck, if they can deliver a quality education to a soldier in a tent overseas, think about the flexibility Grantham can offer you so you can earn your degree, too. It doesn't matter how complicated or full your life is. If getting a degree is on your bucket list, you'll want to do what my son did. You'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now. 800-910-1370. That's 800-910-1370. Flexible. Affordable. Relevant. Call 800-910-1370. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 of pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-783-0810 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-783-0810. Again, that's 800-783-0810. Gambling in Havana I took a little risk Send lawyers, guns and money Dead, get me out of this
election night before coverage from PolySci 11 UK. I am one part of the crew, Mr. Rick Robinson. You are listening to us live on KLRN Radio. We are America's Podcast Network. At this point, once I finish my little ramble here, we are going to turn things over to someone you may not have heard much from lately. LL, who's actually been a contributor here for a while, actually has arranged a very special guest for us this evening. So I'm going to turn things over to her. All right. Well, hey, y'all. It is so fun to be back here. Um, it's been a long time, and I think I have got a great reason to be on here. Um, y'all, you know that Dallas County is blue. Um, it's one of the three biggest blue dots on an otherwise pretty red Texas. But um, there is an entrepreneur volunteer for homeless and veterans causes and um, mama who fought the system in the county and self-described happy warrior who has got our current Dallas County uh, judge scared, frankly. And it's been kind of fun to watch because this has truly been one of those grassroots efforts. So this candidate, Lauren Davis for Dallas County, y'all, I'm really happy to bring her on here really quick. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us. Oh my gosh. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Great. Lauren, as I said, Dallas, it is blue, Dallas County, but you have been able to really um, tap into and capture the interests of people from all sides. And mm-hmm. from the looks of the polls, they're listening to you. What do you think specifically has captured their attention and kept it from your campaign? I think it's purely that I represent just the everyday person. I mean, I know what is being done is pretty extraordinary, all things considered, but I couldn't be more of you're just average everyday American who's a small business owner going along, minding my own business, raising my kids, thinking um, I had my kids in public school and I had gotten everything figured out. And, you know, the government just came into my life. I feel like completely disrupted um, everything we had going for us through COVID. And there's a lot of people who this happened to. And so I just represent the time and that's just nonpartisan. And I think that's what's so beautiful about this is that, um, you know, there's no, nothing partisan about being an American and, and people really gravitating towards that. I just I just want government to work for me, not against me. And I think a lot of people can sign up for that. Absolutely. Lauren, I first heard about you about a year ago. You. um those of you who are listening to us, those of y'all in chat, Lauren is one of those moms who fought masking. And um, Lauren, can you tell everybody a little bit about that? Because I think it's always good to hear a real story of a real mom that had to go against this. Yes. Yeah. This time last year, you know, that's when Clay Jenkins, the current county judge of 12 years, um, decided to defy Governor Abbott's GA38. And that was the ban on masking mandated masking in schools and um, it gave us no time to properly petition the government. It was just a couple of days before school started and we had a choice to make. I mean, two, the two of uh, three of my kids have had severe health issues, 12 surgeries between the both of them. My middle sons had survived three open heart surgeries. My daughters had many eye surgeries. 
and different um, muscle biopsies and things. It just hasn't been an easy road for either one of those um, children. And, you know, I just felt at this point in the pandemic that my parental rights were just being stripped away from me. So we had a decision to make. And, you know, two years prior, we agreed to comply and shut down our small business. We even had police show up to one of our barbershops. We own a chain of barbershops. Um, and tell us to close the doors in 10 minutes or we're taking your business license. Oh, my goodness. And so it felt like I, yeah, I felt like I was back in that position again. Hold on a second. You know, the government's coming to me like doing something I know it's not supposed to do. What am I going to do? And this time we just decided to fight back. And so we just simply didn't yell, didn't scream, weren't ugly. We just said no. And so um, my two younger kids, uh, they're in eighth grade and fifth grade at the same, at, um, last year, and they're at the same school. And so they just simply went the first day of school without a mask. And um, that was in a battle I could have just never imagined. They took my daughter, and they were the only two out of 604 initially. And they took my daughter and coned her off in PE class. They literally put her behind cones when she sat there and watched all her masked classmates, you know, play in front of her. Mm-hmm. And then when that didn't, you know, break our will, because this was just about getting us to comply, Um, They isolated both of of my children, eighth grade and fifth grade, in the library. Um, They removed their education. They wouldn't even let them go to the cafeteria where all the other kids were unmasked and eating. And then they eventually built a plexiglass cage around them, a floor to ceiling with a small opening, hired a substitute teacher to sit outside the cage and tell them to be quiet and sit down. That woman did not go inside the cage. She just sat outside. I didn't realize it was that severe. It was bad. It was so bad. This is over 12 weeks. And while they built that plexiglass cage, the school was sitting on doctor's notes with exemptions. So some people were like, why don't you just get an exemption? Well, one, you shouldn't have to exempt something that's not (laughs) lawful in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, But two, they did have them. They had them for over six weeks and still decided to act in this manner. And um, as a result, uh, it caused us to lose every one of our friends that we had ever made at the school. Every one of my kids' friends, they just abandoned us and turned on us, became our worst enemies. It was just unbelievably horrific. That is just, it was, yeah. Yeah. It was some of the worst days of our life, I'll tell you. But, sure. you know, what else are you going to do? We have to take a stand. And my son has a repaired heart. And at the time, they were making the kids run around outside in masks in 100-degree weather. Oh, my goodness. That is just un- yeah. unreal. So I had, he- I had not heard this level of detail. Um, we are getting comments in our chat that this is terrible and it's absolute insanity. Um, but what I love about it, Lauren, is you you and your family chose not to be a victim. And here you are. Mm-hmm. You're, you're challenging the guy who made this happen. And he is so worried about you that he tried to pull an October surprise on you last week. <laughs> and um, I, do you want to just briefly mention that really quickly? Is that that terrible D Magazine article you're talking yes, about? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, and that's more of these people who used to be our, our good friends and decided to completely turn on us. This is yeah. how neighbors turn in neighbors. This has been written in history books, I must say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's just silly. We spent some time in, 
in um, Puerto Rico during COVID, like a lot of people did when kids could do virtual school. And so they're just turning it into a silly little story. And I told Tim Rogers, D Magazine, he called me and, and wrote the article himself. And I said, sounds like you're getting in a little uh, North Dallas mom drama here and you're going to look pretty stupid. I said, you're D Magazine, not TMZ. And he didn't like that very well. So probably, probably why <laughs> we gave him all the documentation he wanted and they still decided to print everything. It's, it's silliness and it just shows where we're at in a world. Yeah. The woman who was quoted in there used to be my closest best friend in my entire life. And she allowed politics to rip us apart. Lauren, I am absolutely not surprised. And let me tell you, um, 35 years ago, Laura Miller, the former mayor of Dallas, worked for D Magazine. She did a hit piece on my neighborhood in White Rock Elementary quoted my mother, completely misquoted my mm. mother, took it out of context. And um, so I'm here to tell you, you've, that's when you've arrived. When you get mis- yeah. <laughs> treated like that in D Magazine, that's when you know you've made a difference. So <laughs> consider that a badge of honor. When I saw that, I thought I was, I was actually proud of you. I'm like, hey, you're, you're upsetting the right people and you've got them scared. Mm-hmm. So I think that's great. The last I heard you were within four plus or minus four um, for your campaign. And is that still yeah. holding uh, yeah, I think we've even tightened it even more. We've crunched our numbers. We're real close. Uh, and I expect a historic turnout tomorrow for Republicans. Everyone knows to vote on Election Day um, these days. And so I, I think it's going to be massive. I mean, we're constantly working and running as if we're behind. We never rest. But um, I, I, all things considered, they're getting very upset. You know, getting attacked on Twitter is awesome. You know, I'm getting a D magazine, like you said. It, yeah. They don't try to destroy someone who's not a threat. You know, if yes, I just throw exactly. a little mom, I, I was told I was a mom run amok and a white <laughs> woman, you can't win anything. Oh, this is going to be a miracle. I mean, I've heard it all. And I'm just like, Ugh. you know, I don't care. It's, it's a hill worth climbing. I mean, if we it keep is. only entering races that we're guaranteed to win, we'll lose every time. Yeah. Well, and what I love is that you've been able to be so positive. You have really just stayed above all of it. Um, your campaign has had social family hours on um, at your headquarters on Sundays. I think y'all mm-hmm. are doing Santa photos. Y'all were doing Santa photos or something like that. So I yes, mean, yes. yeah, yeah. I mean, you're 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 walking your talk. You're here for families. Um, Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh, I want you to know that uh, one of our panelists said, mom run, a mom run amok, you say. Um, he's got, a, we've got a running joke with him that he he likes moms that run amok, basically. So um, <laughs> I, I adore this guy. So I, I know, I know that means you're good. I promise. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. And we all these as a badge of honor these days. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's really not me. It's, it's, it's them, you know, and I feel like our parents probably told us that when we faced a, a, you know, playground bully, you know, it's more about them than us, but, you know, we just have to stop cowering down um, when people get loud like that. Cause I found if you just stay calm and just stand, it will take care of itself. It needs no action. And, you know, when we won that primary, which was really unexpected, my middle son who, you know, was in the cage said, mom, that was the best payback ever. You know, and, you know, because it just shows like the best way to win is just to be successful and just to do the right thing. 
Well, and you've certainly got that with um, your uh, your chain of barbershops. That's just, that's great. Mm-hmm. And the way you have got, you have a foundation. So you give back to the homeless community. You work with veterans and um, I'm going to go ahead and let you go. We'll wrap up really quick. But what I want people to know, those of you who are listening, we've got a couple of Texans in the audience right now in chat, but also those of you who are in the Dallas or in the Dallas area, or if you know somebody in the Dallas County area, please let them get out there and vote for Lauren Davis for Dallas County judge. This is basically the CEO of Dallas County. And mm-hmm. um, Lauren is a businesswoman and a, and a mom and a wife. And she would just be a really great person to come in here and kind of put some common sense back into Dallas County. So Lauren, um, really quick, where can they find you on social media? Um, yes, my Twitter handle is at moms love freedom. And then you can find me on Facebook, uh, Lauren Davis, Dallas County judge. And then my website, it has all of that. And that's Davis, the number four Dallas.com. Awesome. Lauren Davis, thank you so much. And I am just praying for you and hoping for the best. And I hope you have a great day tomorrow. Thanks so much for coming on. Okay. Thank you. Thanks so much. Great luck tomorrow. Thank you. All right, y'all. Thank y'all so much for indulging me and letting me come on here. I just, I've, her story is just great. And she's just another one of those real life scenarios of people who just kind of got in there and wanted to just make it, make a difference in all of this craziness. So thank y'all so much. I appreciate it. You're always welcome. Thank you for, uh, thank you for suggesting it. Cause it was funny because earlier today I was like, I think this may wind up being just me and Ordy. And the next thing I know, like everybody's like, we want to come on. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was been a lot of fun. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and jump out too. So I can just stay in chat and um, you all have a fun rest of the night. I'll be listening. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, so we actually have uh, Mockingjay will be joining us here in about 20 or so to round out the night. So anybody that feels like they've been on long enough, you're you're, you're free to drop off whenever. Because I'm just going to keep running until everybody's out of ideas. <laughs> Mark Elias is talking. Yeah, he shouldn't oh, do that. Not, He's not, not good at it. Not, not another Mark Elias chat. Oh, no, please. <laughs> Mark Elias is telling us why election results won't be in tomorrow in key swing states. Gee, Mark, is that because you went around and fucked up the election process in every swing state out of 2020? Could that be why? Pretty much. He's been putting out tweets pretty much hourly about, oh, I have a big win on a lawsuit in this state, a big win on a lawsuit in that state. Yeah, right. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Mark. Thanks for nothing. Thanks, Mark. Mark Elias is responsible more than any other person in the entire country for the decreased confidence in our election processes. Like, I, he's responsible. I need to write a book. It's like Vox just dropped a piece an hour ago saying in several states, including key swing states, may not be called on election night. My reply to that is I remember long before we had more processing power in our pocket than has ever gone to the moon. And we were able to resolve an election within hours of the polls closing. Dude, third world yep. countries. I'm old enough to remember hours. that, dude. <laughs> before I had an Atari. Yeah. 
dude, third world countries know who wins within hours. Yeah, Brazil, dude, one of the largest, <laughs> the, the largest country in South America, was able to resolve their election. Now, granted, there's questions about it, but regardless, was able to resolve their election within hours. Now, Israel. I mean, so is Iraq, but <laughs> Saddam's Iraq. We, we expect that Israel has a democratic election, right? Like, within a couple hours, we knew, Bibi. Yeah. The left didn't like it, but it was still Bibi. Well, all I'm going to say is... I want it, paper it, ballots, I want paper ballots and machine counting. That's what I want. All I know is, with as much as everyone seems to be shifting towards the conservative side everywhere around the world, if something weird happens here, then I'm just calling shenanigans again. <laughs> because it's just, I mean, it, it's it's not just here, it's happening everywhere. And I, I think, honestly, and I think what terrifies everybody on the left is I don't think they realized how much they miscalculated when they said, hey, let's see if we can lock everybody down and if they'll take it. Um, because, yeah, for a couple of weeks, we were all terrified. Didn't we realize we weren't going to die? Guys, do you remember this little, this little phrase? Red Mirage? Oh, that's a fun one. <laughs> fun times. Yeah. Fun times. ABC, ABC, a red mirage or an artificial GOP vote lead will likely reoccur on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're actually showing a lot of the replies to it. They've kind of done the Obama hope thing, but they've done it with, you know, the uh, 2020 election where you got the red and the blue tracking and then you got the blue rapid straight, straight up jump. And then, yeah, so. Yes, our our lovely three o'clock a.m. boat dumps in Milwaukee and Madison. And that's the thing. It's like Stacy and I were on. A lot of us were on the air at the time when they shut mm-hmm. down uh, counting in Georgia, in uh, Ohio. Would ironically, both of them had a water main break. Yeah, it's like they couldn't even. It, the, the simulation processor was so overtaxed they couldn't even use the same, the, a different story for each reason. You know, especially because Georgia was like sixty degrees that night. It's like I don't think they had a water main break. Unless somebody went in and hit it with a pipe or hit it with a wrench really, really hard. Repeatedly. Until it broke. Yeah, they they they, they went full uh uh Shawshank redemption on that pipe. Right. <laughs> so, like here in Wisconsin we had the uh the Milwaukee County elections cheer magically lose a thumb drive for about mm, three, four hours, and then the person that found it uh, suddenly, you know, all of a sudden all these votes came in. Well, that person was just fired here a couple of days ago here in Wisconsin. So, interesting. Very, very interesting. Trump just said uh, at his rally that he is going to be making a big announcement on November 15th. Whoa. Who had November fifteenth in the in the pool? <laughs> I was terrified. I was terrified because I heard he was doing it a week from today, which is my fucking birthday, and I do <laughs> not want him to announce on my birthday. Well, he's apparently announcing my whole after your fucking birthday. day. Apparently, he's announcing the uh, day after your birthday. So. That's fine. That's fine. 
Oh, someone just dropped a meme into my Twitter feed. Is when the left tells you it takes days to count the votes, just remember America's Got Talent can count 150 million votes in one commercial break. <laughs> nice. And that too is staged. <laughs> oh wow. Oh my god, Elon Musk is selling your feedback is appreciated and now pay eight dollars t shirts. <laughs> yes, I want that shirt. <laughs> I want that shirt. Oh my god, where can we buy this shirt? I don't know, but if you Probably for eight dollars when you get your blue ch- You know, I'm gonna do it just to remove all the gravitas from that fucking little icon. <laughs> where is it? Where where is this link? Uh is an hour is ago on his timeline? Yeah, it's on his timeline from an hour ago. Okay. I don't know if he's actually selling right. it, but he's got the t shirt there. Yeah, you just pull up the picture of it. Yeah, it may just be a troll. <laughs> Easy enough to print. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's hot. <laughs> so, Which is weird because I'm in a winter storm morning right now. But is it, you know how it like, gets really hot yeah. just before you get a storm? Yep. I'm at that phase right now. Woo-hoo, fun times. Yeah, I, I just asked him to please put it on a hoodie. <laughs> what is it with you and hoodies? Everything's got to be a hoodie. <laughs> it is so much better than a t-shirt. A t-shirt is so boring. Hoodies have pockets and hoods. I'm too fat for hoodies. Me and Fetterman. <laughs> Me and Fetterman. <laughs> I work from home. Not trying to run for the U.S. fucking Senate. Wear a hoodie if I want. You know what I realized? Fetterman looks like the great value Henry Rollins from like 1989-90 when he was doing the low self-opinion thing. When he just got into that whole, when he got out of Black Flag, he he did the whole um, spoken word kind of Lollapalooza thing. It was like, in fact, I saw him at Lollapalooza that year. So it's got the same thing with the hoodie and the Cargo shorts and the uniball pins stuck in the collar, and except you know, not Henry Rollins. <laughs> nice. Oh, I had a thought and I lost it. <laughs> I was gonna say something. Oh yeah, that's what it was. I'm gonna buy Stacy a feather neck hoodie. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> a feather neck hoodie. Yep. Oh my God! Whoa, Quato growing out of it. Have you guys not seen the 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 mug Tucker Carlson gives away during his no uh, on his Friday shows when he no. does the game show thing? He has like a side profile of uh, Fetterman with like the neck bulge there, and it's called the Fetter Neck Mug. I'm gonna get that graphic and put it on a hoodie <laughs> for Stacy. <laughs> that is just gross. I was watching uh, Tucker tonight and a little bit, and he kept popping up the Sutterneck uh, graphic. <laughs> like I couldn't keep from giggling at that. Uh, I was just really mad because I thought I came up with a pretty original idea right when he first started. You know, everybody started saying he was going to win. And I was like, I don't. And he's like prancing around in his hoodie, and it was a black hoodie. And the first thing I thought of was Uncle Fester. So I was going to go, and it was an off the rails night, and it was supposed to be early. So I was going to start calling him Uncle Festerman. 
And I missed my show because I was playing with my granddaughter. By the time I got done producing for everybody else and me and Ordy had finished, I came back in and Fox News happened to be on and Laura Ingram called him Uncle Festerman and I was so mad because I was like, I hadn't heard anybody else say that yet. (laughs) I was like, I'm so mad. Anyway, but yeah, no. It's kind of like when Glenn Beck and I had the same idea to start calling Donald Trump Lord Cheeto, but he beat me by like a day, so I started calling him Lord Cheesy Poof instead. <laughs> you know who had the best was Artist Angie with Emperor Hero Cheeto. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite one, I'm not going to lie. She's good, at that. She's good at that stuff, though. She always has been. Yeah. <sighs> She's witty with that. She gets it from the Spy Dolphins. It's all the Spy Dolphins' fault. I've got somebody in my feet right did now. They really think, did, did they really think that one election during a pandemic where they did things screwy was going to make us all forget that not knowing results on election night was normal? Well, you see, the thing not is, not normal. The thing is, Stacey, that your average leftist has got the memory of a goldfish. They've got goldfish brain syndrome. So it's once they go around the bowl, they forget they've been around the bowl so they can go around the bowl again. So for those people, the loud, insane people, the weirdos on social media, um, this is perfectly normal because they don't remember a time when there wasn't. Or the last election was their first one. Yeah, no. Well, That's my story and I'm sick of it. And that that's been my that's been my theory for leftists for a long time. They have the the memory of a goldfish and the attention span of a gnat. That's why it's why they keep doing the same things over and over again and expecting different results. Just saying. <sighs> anyway. That's true. <laughs> One of the people I follow on my feed is is hoping that uh, some of the counties around Milwaukee decide to hold off reporting until after Milwaukee reports. <laughs> it's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah, that's it. All the red counties should just hold their total mm-hmm. until the big blue county reports. Like, we're not telling you how many you need. I mean, that, that, Except red counties are so fucking honest. They're just like, oh, nobody would ever do that. Even after 2020. Well, I mean, I, well, I don't I don't think everybody believes that because we were all in the air going, this is some of the shadiest shit I've ever seen. And then all of a sudden all these president oh, emails start pouring, yeah. in, pouring in at 3 a.m. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the hell? I mean, look, guys, the thing about it is, you know, it's really, and this is something that, that I've tried to make everybody understand, it's really difficult to cheat in local elections or even, you know, like the, the, the Senate races, things like that. It's not that hard, and you don't have to tip the scale very much to be able to cheat in a nationwide election. Nobody really wants to talk about that, though. You're talking about district after district after district where Biden won by thousands of votes on hand. But it was enough to tip the scale. But it, it, and, and it was enough to find some irregularities. You've had several counties that have said, hey, something about this wasn't right. But it's too late because the election was already done. Um, I don't know. 1960, Chicago, swinging for Kennedy 
in the morning. Yep. Fun times. I don't know. All I know is this. There is no way Republicans don't take the House by more than 20. They're saying if it's not 20, it's not a red wave. Yeah, it is, because it's really close now. What is it, like five seats now? It's almost nothing. We're almost starting from even, for Christ's sake. So 20 seats is huge. Um, we should take the Senate, but there is just simply... If we're watching and the same states screw up again, Michigan, Georgia, Pennsylvania, I mean, and I don't know that Georgia will because I think they realized that it was a total fluke here. Like they got super lucky because even with all the shenanigans they pulled, Biden won by like 0.4%, less than 12,000 votes. Like his margin was smaller than Stacey Abrams was in 2018. It was a less than half. So um, I think they know Georgia isn't really a blue state. So I think they're going to kind of leave us alone and maybe California won't dump millions of dollars into us next cycle because like, yeah, you got us once, but you're not going to get us again kind of thing. Right. Um, but I mean, Michigan, Pennsylvania, like now Arizona. If these if these races and and these results get mucked up again, Wisconsin, it guys, it's just too obvious. Like nobody's gonna trust it, and the citizens of those states need to freaking revolt and say this must be fixed. Like you just you can't continue to have that and have people within the state even believe their vote counts. For Democrats or Republicans. My prediction for tomorrow, and I'm going to have to leave here soon pretty quick because I do have to work the polls tomorrow. Um, Stacey, you and I talked about this a lot. You little citizen. I know, right? (laughs) They've actually made me an inspector this year. I was thinking he meant the other kind of polls, but I'll let him run with it. No. <laughs> LL, huge difference. Um, yeah, no, they've, they've made me a precinct inspector this year as well as running the ADA machines. Um, but, Stacey, you and I talked about this in 16, where in eight years, Obama lost 1,000 federal, state, and local seats. I bet Obama does, or Obama, I bet Biden does it in less than four. Yeah, I think he's going to be close now. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I think he's going to be close now. Who's going to be close? As far as losing... No, when I, when I, when I said it took Obama eight years to lose 1,000 federal, state, and local seats, I think Biden's going to do it in less than four. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know, guys, the reason that the Democrats' candidates suck now is because of those losses under Obama. Having Biden do this again so quickly, there will be no Democrat bench. Yeah, Obama cleared the bench. A lot of people forget that. That's why, you know, you wonder, like, how the fuck did they get stuck with, like, Gavin Newsom and Beto O'Rourke and Gretchen Whitmere, as I call her Amy governor? Amy Klobuchar. Yeah, Klobuchar. <laughs> and just, I mean, how did they get stuck with those? Well, Pete because. How right. did you have the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, think he could run for president? 
And what I love is they put him in Secretary of Transportation in when he, he was mayor. Domino's was filling potholes because he couldn't. <laughs> True. I thought that was so funny because there was like a nationwide commercial about them, you know, at this point, we're doing it for you. We're we're filling potholes. And there was a commercial where the pothole had a Domino's logo on it. I was like, oh, my God, that's crazy. <sighs> But, okay, but yeah. I, I want to ask Stacy this question. <laughs> well, that's just it. Neither did he. <laughs> and Tudor Dixon, Tudor Dixon is so much hotter than she is. You had me at Tudor. It's just like Arizona. Are you going to vote for, if you're a dude, you voting for Katie Hobbs or are you voting for Carrie Lake? You're right. <laughs> Okay, I have a girl crush on that woman. You guys could just back me up here. I'm no, 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 no. I'm totally no. I'm with you on Dixon, but you know, I, I realize that Michigan definitely has a look, and um, but yeah, generally I don't like short hair, but Carrie Lake's got she's it works on. on her. Yeah, no, it's you, you, I mean a threesome she's with her got, and Christy like, Noel might be totally tall, like thing going on. <laughs> Seriously. Whatever happened with Christy Nome, she was all over the news for a while, too, and she disappeared, and I missed that. Was she? Huh? I don't know. She was, she was like, There's some, I, there was some sort of investigation going on with uh, an appointment she made or something up there that uh, has quietly kind of disappeared, but uh, there was, I'd have to go back and look at the actual. Uh, uh, I don't know. I think Tudor Dixon's prettier than her, too. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know, you know. Um. Yes. You're not gonna you're not gonna kick either one of them off the back of a horse. I got it. Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's you're a, not gonna kick either one of them out of the buggy. There you go. I was gonna say it's out of the buggy, not off the back of a horse. I mean, you know, it's the same. It all depends on how well you know them. <laughs> Well, I'm doing some Amish erotica here. I'm doing my best. <laughs> but, you know, I, I warned in the teaser it was going to happen, and it did. Oh, All right, nice. kids. Well, I'm with the Amish. I got to go because I'm going to be writing until my fingers are raw tomorrow. All right. Yeah, I've got a Mockingjay yep. joining me for a little bit, probably to close things out. Probably going to do about another half hour or so, so. All right, tell him about the communist and Chef Boyardee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, make sure he knows about that. I'm going to be in the chat. I've just got to get a uh, whole bunch of stuff ready for tomorrow, and um, so I'll be on the other side of the mic. Nice. All right, well, I think we're going to I'm going to jump off as well because uh, I have to be to work at 7 a.m., but I will definitely be here tomorrow night. I am so looking forward to spending more hours with my KLRN family. All the right. Blood well, Moon Election. Since, <laughs> since everybody but me is leaving, I'm going to take a quick break so I can get Mockingjay set up. So we'll be right back after these messages. Thanks so much for hanging out with me, guys. It was a blast. We're going to keep things going for about another half hour or so. I'm Rick Robinson. You are listening to our pre-election coverage here on KLR and Radio. We are America's Podcast Network. We'll be right back. <laughs> It
You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Hi, I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No. Our blades are f***ing great. Each razor has stainless steel blades and aloe vera lubricating strip and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending $20 a month on brand name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. I'm good at tennis. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher, and 10 blades? Your handsome-ass grandfather had one blade and polio. Looking good, Pop-Up! Stop paying for shave tech you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandro and I are going to ship them right to you. We're not just selling razors. We're also making new jobs. Alejandro, what were you doing last month? Not working. What are you doing now? Working. I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are DollarShaveClub.com, and the party is on. Not to be a backseat driver, but can you say for sure you got the best monthly payment possible on your auto loan? Could it be that you might have gotten a better deal by shopping the loan at a few places and have a lower car payment? Next time, before you go car shopping, visit Communication Federal Credit Union first. Our auto loan experts will find you a perfect loan and get you the lowest monthly payment we can. Communication Federal, your auto loan experts. Restrictions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. My son was in the Army back during Desert Storm, but even then he wanted an MBA. He looked at a dozen schools, but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in Iraq. Grantham University. Turns out that Grantham's been delivering affordable, relevant college and advanced degrees for over 65 years. Heck, if they can deliver a quality education to a soldier in a tent overseas, think about the flexibility Grantham can offer you so you can earn your degree, too. It doesn't matter how complicated or full your life is. If getting a degree is on your bucket list, you'll want to do what my son did. You'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now. 800-910-1370. That's 800-910-1370. Flexible. Affordable. Relevant. Call 800-910-1370. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 
$3 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly, because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-783-0810 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-783-0810. Again, that's 800-783-0810. Before election, otherwise known as Election Eve, right here live on KLRM Radio. You have been listening to our pregame coverage for election night 2022 midterms. This is PolySci 11 DMK, our special broadcast where typically we're doing like debate shows and making fun of them the entire time, but we've decided to dust this off for the election coverage and decided because we had a bunch of people that weren't going to be able to make it tomorrow night because we actually have some civic-minded people that that actually work elections. Um, So we've got some coverage going on for tonight and tomorrow night. And to round things out with me this evening, we have a regular contributor here on KLRM Radio. You guys know him as Mockingjay. I know him as Jay. How are you, sir? Sir, thank you, thank you, thank you. This This is a great evening. I think we're all ready. I think we're all ready to kick this uh, this election cycle off and go kick some ass. I'm hoping. That's, as soon as I get off work tomorrow, I'm going to go vote and then start getting things ready for the for the election coverage. So I'm hoping things. You know, and did you know that there's a blood root, a blood red moon tonight? Yep, I I saw that. I'm hoping that's foreshadowing. <laughs> I think it's foreshadowing quite a bit. And I think that uh, there's a lot of Democrats out there tonight that are looking at their their last employed meal, if you know what I mean. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. I hope so. I hope so. Um, you, you know, ultimately, you know, I've seen a lot of great stuff on Twitter. And I got to tell you, brother, you know, people are fed up. And like one person once said or said, here's a good voter's pamphlet. Go fill up your car with gas, 
go to the grocery store, pay some bills, and um, then go vote. That should remind you exactly where you are. And I'm, I've come across a lot of people who are not polywonks or uh, conservatites, and they're, they've had it. Yeah, no, so I'm looking forward to seeing it. Completely. All right, so I don't know if you were listening earlier. Um, since we are getting pretty close to the uh, the end of the night, I, I want to circle back to something because it's funny that you mentioned this. Um, this is actually a song put out by a bunch of Gen Z folks. Um, so, uh, and this is Stacy found this. So I'm going to cue this up real quick just to get your reaction on it, only because, you know, it made me laugh and I want to listen to it one more time, but it's my show, so they can't fire me. I mean, they could. <laughs> but hang on. Oh, wait. Of course, now it's not going to do right because it's muted somewhere. All right, here we go. I love high gas prices. I love paying more for groceries. And I really love seeing taxes rise. It's so good knowing that I'm giving more, but receiving less. It makes me feel humble. But I'm going to stop with the sarcasm right there. Because I swear we're living in a real jungle. It's what? Pretty simple to me, though. It's way past being left to right. Just use your head and common sense. And think about how you've been affected in daily life. Is it easier or is it harder? That's the most important question you should think of first. Because life is a bitch already as it is. And you don't need someone that's going to make it worse. Ask me? I think we're fucked. Don't give me that look. Everything sucks. Have you gone out? Have you been to the store? Have you compared the prices to a year before? Do you drive a car? Have you pumped gas? Don't lie to me now, it sucks ass. You could brush it off like it's a fucking joke, but the media lies, numbers don't. Well, you can't blame Biden, it isn't him. Well, who the fuck is it then? What jacked up the prices? I want to know why I spend so much up at Conoco. I don't know. I think it's insane that the leader of the country gets no blame because the whole entire time, the last four years, it was cheap as fuck. I'm just saying, now watch. Down in the comment section, someone's gonna give us an economy lesson. I can't wait to hear your expert analysis on fluctuation and how expenses balance. Hey, it's all a part of the process. What the hell are you bitching for? It's fine. Oh yeah, I forgot about the 16 cents that I saved on hot dogs for 4th of July. What a fucking steal. Too bad I spent more on gas just to get the target. So by the time I got done buying all this shit and filling up my car, I had way less than when I started. Now, I don't really call that saving. No, I call that losing money. It doesn't take a genius to do simple math, but apparently you can't, so who's the dummy? I'm just pissed off. This inflation's fucked up, but I gotta sit here and act like I love this administration with a thumbs up? Stupid. Everything is hell, but you act like I'm supposed to be in heaven. You know our country ain't doing too good when the Waffle Houses start to close at 11. Dude, he can barely talk, and don't act like I'm being overzealous. Every time the man speaks, I have no fucking clue what he's trying to tell us. Every speech is like a gag reel. Every time I see the shit, I'm like, is that real? Well, considering the fact that the only other option was Trump, I don't think it's such a bad deal. Fuck that, I want a strong leader. The strength of a man should be constantly tested, especially when you're in the most powerful position in the world. That should be not even a question. There's really not a enough words that can describe the craziness we're facing dude but the crazier part is there's still people you need to sit down and really explain this to come on just watch a press conference. You'll see that Joe is all gone. He literally says out loud that he has a list of people he's supposed to call on. And even then, he fucks that up. The whole thing is hella awkward. COVID-19 ain't his biggest enemy. What is it? It's the goddamn teleprompter. It feels like we don't even have a leader. Nope. It's like we're all just following blindly. Each of my grandparents could run circles around him in a debate, and they're almost 90. Look at him. Don't take it from me. Go listen to him. It's not a rumor. You gotta, I mean, the... 
Today, Junior! Jesus Christ, go on YouTube and click any video of Joe Biden and check out the like and the dislike ratios. That should prove to you that no one likes him. I don't agree with anything he's done. His decisions affect me in many ways. If it was up to me, I'd rather have mean tweets and cheap gas any day. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's funny. That I've never heard that before. That's really funny. Yeah, Stacy found it today. She's like, we have to play this today. And I'm like, yeah, we will. Uh, now managed to play it twice. <laughs> well, you know, when... <laughs> don't hate me for telling the truth. You know, you, uh, you can see it. You can feel it. And the problem with this administration and all the lackey likes is they are twisting themselves in pretzels trying to redefine what a recession is, what's a good economy, why you keeping more of your money is a bad thing. Yeah, that's the, that's it's, the part it's, that I never have You know, have what understood. is inflation? Pardon me? That's the part that I never have understood, though, right? So me wanting to be able to keep more of the money that I work for is somehow racist. The government wanting to take it from me and then redistribute it to figure out how much whale farts are affecting the affecting the atmosphere. That I'm supposed to be okay with. I uh, no. <laughs> just I know, right? I just no. Yeah. It's 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 interesting. It, it's it's beyond interesting to me. Uh, it, they really do think you're stupid. That's really the truth. They really do think you're stupid. And they think I'm stupid. And they think anybody who's not in their circle is not up to their level of intelligence. When most of the people that agree with them are only agreeing with them because they're scared that they'll no longer be invited to the special tea party or the chicken dinner or be able to sit in the club at the baseball game. That's really what it is. Because when it comes right down to it, it's, it's, it's like high school. It's a click. But it doesn't make any effing sense whatsoever. Well, that's, that's just it, though, right? It, it, is like a, it, it is exactly like a high school click. Because even in this video, dude says the quiet part out loud. Like, I'm supposed to be okay with this and give it a two thumbs up just because of how old I am. No, fuck that. But, but that's, that's the thing, though, right? They, they have everybody convinced, to, you know, and, and, and I know people that do this, like, professionally, that, that you know, they, they work in Hollywood and they work other places. So they carry the water in public and then they're trash-talking them when they're off by themselves. So the problem is they don't know whether they're actually popular or not or whether they've just gotten everybody to the point where they're so terrified to speak out against them that they don't know who's actually for them or against them. They just know that everybody says the right things and does the right things in front of them. And that's why they're so paranoid all the time. That's why they project everything back onto us. I mean, it's right. They don't have a. They don't really have a good sense of self-esteem. They really don't. It's like the people in class that you remember. They look around the room before they raise their hand, and then if somebody gave the answer, they nodded, as if they knew the answer when you knew they didn't know the answer. You know the type. They don't have a good self-esteem. Rush Limbaugh said something really powerful. Many, many things powerful, but one in particular. He said, if you're in business, 
connect with your subscribers or connect with your clients or connect with your patrons. You connect with them. And if you're ever in a position where you need other people to make you, keep in mind that they can also break you. You then become beholden to them. Yeah, and, and it's it, the same in your circle. It's the same in your circle of influence, or, or your friends. Your friends like you for who you are, not for what you've done, not for meaning notoriety, not because of who you know, meaning that somehow or other you're a gatekeeper or have leverage to connect people. They like you for who you are, and. Until that time, until people can feel comfortable in their own skin, they're always going to play those games. They're going to get operations to try and look like the Kardashians when the Kardashians don't look like the Kardashians because of the operations they've had. Well, I mean, and, and that's people just... Are in, well, you know, you bring up an interesting point because this this is actually something that I've wanted to talk about for a while and I hadn't really found a way to get into it and you just kind of busted the door wide open so we might as well run with it. This is how this is how screwed up these people are though if you think about it because you you just touched on something very interesting. Most of these people are so unhappy with themselves that they do everything they can to be different than the person that they see in the mirror. Some of them go right. so far as to pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to look like what they think is the ideal person, but because they've never worked on the stuff on the inside, eventually the stuff on the inside seeps back out into what they're seeing in the mirror, so they then spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to do it again, and eventually they look like they're from a wax museum. And it's not about what was on the outside to begin with. It was about them not being comfortable with who they were on the inside. And I know this because I've gone through the same thing myself. Because as Mm -hmm. I, you know, went through, you know, career changes and everything else and stopped being able to be as active as I was before because I'm injured and things hurt more when I try to move and this, that, and the other, I started putting on weight. And as as I started trying to deal with that, I would look at myself in the mirror, and I didn't like who I saw anymore. And eventually, people started making fun of me. Well, to get to pull the sting out of it, I started making fun of myself first as a defense mechanism. And it actually, for a while, it helped me make friends, and it had, people thought I was cool. But then I realized, you, your, your head, your mind, doesn't know that you're being sarcastic when you're trashing yourself in front of other people just to get laughs. So you're basically, you're reinforcing everything that you don't like about yourself, and you're telling your brain to believe it. These are the same thing these people do. And this is why, no matter what they do, eventually everything that they don't like about themselves filters back into their perception of themselves and how they see themselves outwardly, and they go try to fix it again, and ultimately they're just making it worse. The reason this is important is because these are the same thought processes they have when they go to the polls. These people have right. such a warped idea of who they are and what the world should be because of because of them on the inside. They don't think that they don't they, they really do think that life should be fair. And I don't know where this concept came from and I don't know who who the first person was that ever said that life ain't fair. 
But I, I really want to just go find them. I want, I want to invent, invent a time machine, wait until the split second before they utter that phrase and just throat punch them so it never gets said. Because nothing about <laughs> life is ever supposed to be fair. You are born, no. you live, you die, you make the most of what you have while you're here, and you do everything you can to make your corner of the world a better place. And so many people have well, lost sight of that, and it just drives me crazy. Okay, so let's think of another concept that needs to be reintroduced, and that is of personal ambition and creativity. When you see little kids and they're three and five and they're, they're in preschool and they're making a product, they're making a picture, they're proud of their picture, they're happy with their picture, and they love creation time. You move later on down the line, and somehow or other, that's being snuffed out. These kids don't like drawing pictures as much anymore. They don't feel like they can sing. Whereas in fifth, when they were five years of age and they were performing for their parents, they all stood up on the stage and they sang as loud and as full as they possibly could. Somewhere along the line, somebody placed a lid on you. And they place a lid on all of us. And they say, hey, you know, you should be happy at this level. You should do this. And then the person who tries to improve, to not just become the best dry cleaner in their area, but maybe has the idea of becoming one, a owner of franchise in the state, all of a sudden they're looked at like there's something wrong with them. Somebody wants to be a singer and they sing in church and then they decide that they really want to try out for an opera or whatever. And people begin to look at them like somehow or other, hey, you, you were okay to be singing in the church choir, but you know, you're, you're getting, you, your aspirations are too big. But it's perfectly okay for these other people, whether it's hip hop artists, or whether it's real estate moguls or Hillary Clinton to end up having multi-million dollars. But for you, somehow or other, you, that's the, you, you're, you've, you've left the Shire. You've gone too far. You need to go back to Hobbiton. Go home, Frodo Baggins, go home. Yes, that mentality really is one of the things that causes people not to grow and not to see that they can indeed grow, have a business. We have this all the time. You see this. I was talking about little kids in school, talked about older people singing or having a dry cleaner. And you hear all the time that jobs, 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 jobs. But you're not hearing about entrepreneurialism. You're not hearing the story that, you know, you should come here or you, coming to this country. You don't want to just make a better life for yourself. You want to conquer. You want to grow. You want to do things. Now, once you have that mentality and you see that you can do that, then all of these other limitations and regulations and hoops and doors and locks that 
Democrats put on you, you recognize it for what it is. They're trying to cut off your ability to succeed. But until you have that mentality, not you personally, but until people have that mentality that they can grow, that they can own a business, that they can they can acquire wealth through their own creativity and ingenuity rather than beg somebody for a job, until they get that, it's going to be very difficult because they're going to be looking for handouts otherwise. This is why Malcolm X said there's no dignity in sitting in the front of the bus or the back of the bus. The dignity is in owning the bus. That's that entrepreneurial mindset. I was going to say that's a pretty deep thought, though. Pardon me? I said that's a pretty deep thought, though. Well, it is. And as long as you're begging your enemy for a job, you're in trouble. I'm not anti-job. I'm just saying, you know, when your mentality is, what can I do to get by? Then you're, then you're looking for handouts. I mean, outside of asking God to give us our day, our daily, this day, our daily bread, we shouldn't be asking man to give us this day our daily bread. He tells us we should reap what we sow. We should be sowing. This is true. And it does. And, and to your point about hard work, there's a scripture that says um, that that the fallow ground yields much fruit. Meaning, if you plant it and you work the land. You can eat from the land, but the but the but the 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 answer to your question, the answer to the questions, are in the dirt. You got to be willing to do the work. Oh come on! Nobody and wants to. Work. Nobody wants to put in work anymore. Everybody thinks they're going to be able to do five minutes on YouTube and make a million dollars. Listen, there's a, there's a, there's a real joy when you put together a show. And it's been a good show. There's a real joy when you had a creative idea and you worked at it. And it didn't come easy. But it, it went well. Now, that's reinforcement. That's reinforcement that you can do it. And that's what you're talking about. And that's what people need to, to do. And they, next time somebody says, you know, hey, life's not fair. You say, well, I, I don't know what life you're talking about. I mean, the real life isn't about fairness anyway. The real life is about doing. And if you ain't doing, you ain't getting. But you may be, you may be getting, somebody else may be getting on you, but you ain't getting it if you ain't doing. There's another phrase that says you, people either have a job or they have a hustle. I don't want to hustle. I want to be known as a, an intellectually smart person, which I am, and that had good ideas, which I do, and was able to bring great people together to get things done. And I do that. I don't want to hustle. That cheapens, that cheapens the ingenuity, the creativity, the authenticity. 
You are a hundred percent right, and that. So you 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 are a hundred percent correct, my friend, and. And, and you've heard this in baseball. We just finished the World Series recently, right? Yep. And and you you hear, oh man, Houston won again. Somebody else should have a turn. What is this? A swing in a park? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Somebody has a turn. Or the New York Yankees? Hell, they're winning all the time. Somebody else should have a turn. I, I don't I don't understand that. That's not how this thing works. If you want to turn, you got to take it from them by being a better baseball team. When Michael Jordan was playing basketball, he wasn't going to give anybody else a turn while the Chicago Bulls were on top. Funny thing, funny thing about the Astros. The manager of the Astros was my best friend in fourth and fifth grade. <laughs> really? Yep. We went to school together. We uh, he, he actually convinced me to try out for all the school sports, even though I, I wasn't very coordinated. I tried out for him anyway. He was always A-string. I, I was always B-string if I was lucky. Um, he went on to uh, play baseball professionally. He uh, played for the, I believe it was the Diamondbacks for a while and managed for them for a while and then went over to the Astros. I think he's still managing them. I, I know he was the one managing when they won the last time, A.J. Hinch. That's a real Sandlot story. Wow. Known him, known him, well, didn't really keep in touch because uh, remember when we were talking off the air, I told you that I'd lived in uh, the Seattle area for a while. We moved out there mm-hmm. when I was in sixth grade, so he and I lost touch after that. Then I came back uh, and realized, and we kind of reconnected for a little bit because we were going to the same high school again. Then we lost touch over the years, and I realized he was playing professional baseball. I was like, oh my God, one of my friends actually made it. <laughs> hey, you should send him a note. You should send him a note. Whether whether or not he uh, responds or not, that, that would be cool. Oh, yeah. I, I found him on Facebook a while ago and sent him a congratulatory note. Wow. Well, you mentioned Seattle. You lived in the Seattle area at one point? Uh, yeah, from age 11 to about 13, 14-ish, somewhere around there. Okay. Well, you know that we've got some fights going on here politically that we're going we're gonna to watch. Tiffany Smiley is uh, giving 30-year incumbent uh, an absolute waste of a seat, Patty Murray, a run for her money. So that's going to be really interesting. But uh, Seattle has, or the Washington area, we've been deluged over the years with this thing called mail-in voting, and it is an absolute farce. It's an absolute farce. So I'm hoping that... You know, one way or other, we get rid of Patty Murray uh, in the Congress, and then uh, over time we can get rid of this mail-in ballot business. I'm not a fan. We used to, we used to vote in person, and I took my son to get uh, his, uh, sign up to be able to vote this year, and this lady who was working. In the facility, she says, oh, it's so much easier now that you can you can vote uh, via mail. And I said, yeah, I liked it when we could vote in person. She goes, yeah, are you sure? Because that was must have been really hard. And I said, no, actually, it wasn't very hard. And the community liked it. 
they had cookies and coffee and you got to see a neighbors he hadn't seen in a while. And it was a community get together and event. You know, this woman was looking at me like somehow or other I had to scrounge for ID and, you know, uh, scramble up a hill in order to vote. Like nothing of the sort. Not only that, you knew in the same night who won. Well, she was just believing the <laughs> propaganda, though, because that's what everybody's been told for years. But, you know, th- and that's the other thing that is absolutely driving me crazy. You have all these people now that are coming out and talking about, well, there's a good chance we may not know the results of the election for two or three days or possibly more. And I'm like, dude, friggin' Brazil know- knew the results of their elections within within a day. Granted, they have questions now, but at least they knew the results. They're they're saying that as a way of softening the water so that they can then pretend that they don't know so that they can try and come up with additional numbers if needed. That's all it is. It's a ruse. Stacy had a brilliant idea earlier in the program, and I really wish we had enough people in positions of power to make this happen. All of the red counties everywhere need to just hold their votes until the blue counties have counted. Run that by me again, please. All of the red counties should just hold their vote tallies until all the blue counties have turned theirs in. So that we're oh, not, I agree with so that. we're not telling them how many they need to win. <laughs> I I I completely agree with that. I completely agree with that. Because and I know it's an unpopular opinion. Everybody tells me how impossible it actually would have been and blah, blah, blah. But I said this earlier. I'm going to say it again. It's really difficult to cheat in a state or a local election. But it's not that hard to cheat in a national election because you only have to tip a few scales by a few thousand votes and the Electoral College completely shifts. So you can't tell me that all these places where they had... Well, we, we yeah, two places, thousands of miles apart, with the same problem at the same exact time. I mean, for, for what was it? Freaking someplace in Georgia, and there was another one thousands of miles away. Both of them supposedly had a water main leak at the same time. It was like they couldn't even come up with an original reason why everything shut down in the first place. And yes, already you said this much better earlier, but it's also really late. <laughs> yeah, that was a point already yeah. made earlier. But I'm just, I'm just, I'm just rethinking everything that we watched happen live in person while we did a show similar to what we're going to be doing tomorrow night right here during 2020 and we literally watched them say we're done counting and this is why i have been doing this kind of stuff since was yeah what was it 2010 i think is when i started in one form or another so we're talking at least 12 years maybe more because at this point i'm actually losing count um, but I, I've never seen that until 2020. Never. Never in all of the years that I've done this kind of stuff, whether it was, you know, keeping up with it on Facebook and kind of talking with people about it, doing podcasting, even sometime on live radio here and there, I have never seen anyone say, yeah, we're just taking our ball and going home until we count later. Really? <laughs> right. Well, they do because they think they can they do because they think they can. And we've got a lot of people who have been trained not to think intelligently. And we have, I don't say reprogramming. I don't need to reprogram you. I just need to show you what you already know. You know, 
What, what, how much is gas for you? Uh, when I went and got gas the other day, it was at three eighty nine for non ethanol per gallon, and I okay. live in Oklahoma, so for us that's expensive. <laughs> okay, so you're in three eighty nine. We're we've been upwards of almost six dollars. I don't need to reprogram a person to let them see, hey, that's six dollars, and or it might be down a little bit now, now $5.50. I don't need to reprogram you. It's over have you show you your wallet. And you know that a couple of years ago, you were at $2 a gallon. Now, is the gas any better? Are you getting any better gas mileage? What are they doing? Are they running out there? Are they washing your car? Are they filling up your, your tires with air? Are they cleaning your windows? You getting a Scooby snack to go? What else? What additional value are you getting for the additional three dollars? Nothing. Or four dollars? You're not. I mean, you're going to say. Meanwhile, they're building some light rail catastrophe that they've spent way too much money on. That that they can't get people. To, people are not paying to ride the. That, that they're not getting, people are not paying to ride the light rail. They're jumping the line. And what are they doing about it? They said, ah, oh, well, we're just going to make it free for teenagers. Oh, well, that makes sense. You're already in the hole, and now you're just going to pretend that you're going to be gracious and let people that do ride it not have to pay. So you're in the hole again. This is nonsense. I think they like being. I'm not going your direction. There's no value. There's no blanking value. You can get value in a club. I don't suggest people do it, (laughs) but you can get value in a club. People will throw money in a club for perceived value. This is a jack. There's no additional value. And I remember when I I, I can roll my boat a little back a little further. I remember when gas was 25 cents. I remember when it went to 50 cents. I remember when if you had an odd numbered license plate, you could get gas. And if you had an even license plate, you had to wait until the next day. But even then, they gave you green stamps or something so that you could save up enough and get a can of corn. You don't get any additional value. So we don't really need to reprogram people. We just need to point the stuff out. And it's not a matter of whether it's not a matter of whether you're black, whether you're white, whether you're Native American whether you're from Indonesia, whether you just knew off the boat. Anybody can figure out there's no value there. All right, my friends. So we are, up in, well, I'm due for another late night again tomorrow night. So I'm going to give you the final few minutes. Uh, what are some of your proje- uh, predictions or projections for tomorrow? If you have any. Well, well, listen, I, I don't want to be throw cold water on what you were saying. I'm just saying that, you know, the, the number one thing that I think conservatives need to do 
and it's going to go the same way with tomorrow and the, ne- and the next election and in the interim, is that we need to be able to articulate our message in a way that people can understand. When, the, when, when Democrats speak, they always want to take you into an emotional roller coaster ride and take you out into high, high and deep water. We don't need to go that far. We don't need to go that deep. So that's my encouragement. Uh, tomorrow, I think there's going to be a lot of consternation there uh, on Capitol Hill. I think people are getting are recognizing people are getting tired, and the ones that do be that are able to stay in their seat are going to know that it's pretty slim. They know that. They know that the uh, the villagers are just outside with the pitchforks and the and the torches. I think AOC got shocked to hell when she showed up in her little meeting and her neighborhood came and met her toe to toe, and she tried to play like little Jenny from the block, and they weren't taking it. I think it's a beautiful thing. So that's what I see. I'm I'm not making predictions on how many people keep their seats or don't keep their seats. I think more people would not keep their seats if we could be more articulate and keep it down to the grassroots level. We could do that like we do here with you. You, you You can't argue that. You can't argue against that. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean. Now, before we go, uh-huh. before we go, I do want to ask you a question. Sure. <laughs> you know, um, there's there's two tell stand, uh, two signs that I think really tell a story. Obama was they they dragged Obama out, and he really did not light up the crowd. He got lit up, but he didn't <laughs> light up the crowd. Yeah, and that- you've got. And you've got Oprah giving her endorsement as if it means anything to Fetterman, um, <laughs> to Fetterman, and to uh, Stacey Abrams, and to Warnick, and the idea that Oprah was a friend to. Middle America, uh, you know, her face is being pasted on the Communist Manifesto. So well, what do you think about those two uh, carnival workers? Well, so here's my thought with Oprah, right? It's not even really, you know, the whole, you know, you know, ear of Middle America, etc., Oz was supposed to be a friend of hers, dude. She helped launch his TV career. And then because he comes out as a Republican, she basically turns her back on him. That's the kind of shit that pisses me off. Because I have friends to this day that don't carry all the same water I do politically. But we can still come together and we can still talk and we can still find things that we agree on. When you are so polarized that you can't even find, you know, say, well, you know, this guy is actually a really good friend of mine. But even if she would have said that, look, I, I, I know this guy, I like this guy, but this this guy's policies are more what we need. I could have maybe gotten behind that, even if she is a psychotic lying 
which because that's not true um, but I could have gotten behind that more than just her basically giving Oz the cold shoulder and then my other thing with her with her endorsements is who the hell cares nobody pays attention to Oprah unless she's in, in yelling at the audience and you get a car and you get a car and all of you look under your seat. That's the, that's the only reason people liked Oprah. And she figured it out, too. She went from doing that show, one, that, that kind of show, once a year in the beginning to, like, three and four times a year towards the end just to keep people in the seats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's a fraud. She always has been. She's a fraud. Obama's a fraud. AOC's a fraud. <laughs> that, that tells you a lot. That tells you a lot. It's going to be interesting to watch. And, you know, I've cast, you know, filled in my ballot. And um, the other thing I would suggest if you're a parent, explain to your kids why you're voting the way that you are. They can handle it. It'll also assist you in being able to speak clearly and break things down to the grassroots level. But your kids should be able to understand why you are and what, why you're voting the way that you're voting, why it matters, and what you're doing about it. If we do that, we'll have more rush babies. Good I, stuff. I like the way you think. Thank you, brother. All Thank right. you. All right, thanks my for friend. thanks for tonight. I will speak to you later. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to get out of here because it's been a really long day and a really long night, and we have more of this to go through tomorrow because I have to get up early, vote, then go to work, and then come back and do some more of this. So we are going to get out of here. In the words of Bill S. Preston, Esquire, and Ted Theodore Logan, be excellent to each other. If you haven't decided who you're voting for yet, I don't think I can help you, but go vote anyway. All right, I will see, we'll see you guys tomorrow night for more election coverage right here live on KLR Radio. I'm Rick Robinson. You are listening, listening to PolySci 11 TMK, our election coverage and debate special platform that we use. And we'll be back with you guys tomorrow night. Okay. Okay.